Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats with Peggy Hoyt. Our goal is to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. For more information about creating a legacy for your pet or to listen to archive shows, visit AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Join your host, author, estate planning attorney, and animal advocate, Peggy Hoyt. Hello, pet lovers. Welcome to All My Children Wear Fur Coats. I'm your host, Peggy Hoyt. And this show is brought to you by the law offices of Hoyt and Brian, where we create estate plans for people and their pets. Also by Animal Care Trust USA, a national nonprofit dedicated to keeping loved pets in loving homes. And we help educate pet parents about the importance of planning for their pets using a pet trust, also providing trustee services for pet trusts. Today, it is my absolute pleasure to be able to welcome to our show. Her name is Joan Thielen, and she is the public relations manager of the Dumb Friends League, and they are located in Colorado. And welcome to the show, Joan. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, I, I love that we have this continuing connection that it was many years ago. I can't say if it was 15 or 18 or sometime in the last 22 years, but I was in Colorado um, with one of my colleagues and he was kind enough to arrange for an opportunity for me to do a joint program with you um, to talk about my favorite topic, estate planning for pets. So it's great to have you on the show. Oh, great. We're, we're so excited to be here and we're so excited that you have been to our facility and been able to see a little bit of the work that we do firsthand. So tell us about yourself and how you became involved with the Dumb Friends League. Sure. So I started at the Dumb Friends League just about 15 years ago, and I started off working in our animal care area. So helping, you know, cleaning kennels, feeding the animals, providing enrichment, and um, from there, I moved into our foster program where I worked to help send puppies and kittens and animals that just weren't quite ready for adoption into foster homes, which was a really great and fun job. And then, you know, I, I found in that opportunity that I loved working with the volunteers and it was just a natural transition to move into volunteer services. Um, and then from there, I moved into our marketing and communications department. And I've been there for just about seven years now. And it's so much fun to get to talk about the work that we do at the league, to get to share our mission with the community and to really watch the organization grow over the last 15 years and see, you know, the incredible impact we have on the people and the pets that we serve. So do you ever find that it's tough not to take home a lot of those really cute faces? I love this question because we get it all the time. And, you know, I, I have taken home some of those cute faces. I have two adopted dogs from the Dumb Friends League. I don't think I could make it 15 years without taking anybody home. But, um, you know, I always tell people that you love them all, everyone that you meet, but there are certain pets that just for whatever reason stand out to you. And I think our adopters, when they come into the facility and walk through the kennels, they find that too. You know, they say like, I saw this animal and we locked eyes and I just knew it was meant to be. So, well, I love them all and it's hard to not take them home. I'm very content with my two cattle dogs that I have. Hey, what are their names? <laughs> Sydney and O'Malley. 
Sydney and O'Malley. So O'Malley is uh, got a little Irish in him, huh? He does. Yeah. He's, he's actually a cattle dog Husky and he's proven to be quite the handful, but he's a lot of fun. I have a Husky mix so I can uh, sympathize. <laughs> yep. Well, person. I am a huge dog lover and I have six dogs of my own. Um, and a couple that I share with some other friends and family. And, uh, I've already picked out several out on your site. So I hope people will go to your website at DDFL really easy DDFL.org. And you can find out about all of the cats and dogs and even small pets that are available for adoption. And my personal favorite horses, um, as well. So I saw that you even have, you have a, an abundance of turtles for adoption. Yeah, we, we do get turtles in. So the dumb friends league, we accept all pets into our care. We never turn any animal away, regardless of species, breed, medical, or behavioral history. So we do see a variety of animals come into our building and, you know, occasionally we get reptiles. We don't place all reptiles for adoption. We work with a lot of other rescue and specialized groups for those particular pets. And same thing with like birds to, you know, send them to an organization that has a little bit, has better resources for, for those animals, but we do adopt out turtles. So we, we often see them come into the shelter and then are able to connect them with their new families. Well, I love that. And I saw that there's some rabbits on there, as well as some guinea pigs and a mouse and a hamster. Um, I, I happen to love hamsters, so I'm, I'm easily attracted to them. They are adorable. They are adorable. All right. Let's learn more about the Dumb Friends League and how it got its unique name. And just tell us a little bit about the history. Sure. So the Dumb Friends League was founded in 1910, and we certainly get a lot of questions about where our name comes from because it is very different. Um, but in 1910, we were founded by a woman who came over from London, and she recognized that there was a need for animal welfare in the Denver community, and she started the Dumb Friends League. She named it after an organization in London, England called Our Dumb Friends. And that group does still exist. It's called the Blue Cross now, um, but that is where our name comes from. So it's sort of a historical thing. And back in 1910, the term dumb referred to those who lacked the ability of speech and at the league were speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves. I believe you are. So thank you for speaking for those that cannot speak for themselves. Um, I think your founder was a very forward thinking lady. She was. Yeah, she had a lot of great insight. And the Dumb Friends League was really led by an incredible group of women. If you go to our website, ddfl.org, you can see the whole timeline of the incredible women and men who influenced our organization. Um, the unsinkable Molly Brown was one of our original supporters, which is very cool. And, you know, we just have this really varied and deep history here in Colorado. And we're, we're really lucky to be supported by our really compassionate community. Well, and you're a super large growing organization as well. We are. The past few years at the league have been really exciting. We have grown significantly in 
you know, really working to recognize what we can do to help support our community here in Colorado. We are a socially conscious shelter, which means that we want to provide the best outcomes for the pets and the people that we serve and make sure that all healthy and safe animals are placed into, into families and into homes. So we work really hard to recognize the need of our community and see what we can do to provide support for not just the pets, but also the people. So we've grown significantly in our programs, both for shelter pets and also for the people in our area. Well, and that's so nice. And I noticed that you can access your website in both English and Spanish. Absolutely. Yep. We, we, you know, want to recognize the diverse community that loves animals and help support everyone to the best of our ability. Well, and I have to say that one of my favorite things on your website is that you feature some staff favorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our staff, they, I mean, they love the work that they do. They connect with these pets at the shelter and, you know, they reach out to the marketing team. They're really great about saying, you know, Hey, you know, this dog or this cat or this small pet or, or horse even has been at the facility for a long time. And, you know, we just want to try to get them a little more attention, see if we can't get them into a home sooner. So they'll provide us with photos, information about that animal's personality, and then we'll promote them on the website, on our social media channels, you know, and really try to support that animal and finding them a home as soon as possible. You know, pets can stay with us as long as they need to. We have no time limit for any animal, but as much as we love having them in our care, there's really no place like home. So we were so excited when they do finally find their new families. I can only imagine. And there is no place like home. And I noticed that one of the staff favorites is a Bureau of Land Management Mustang. Mm -hmm. And as the adopter of two Bureau of Land Management Mustangs, I have a special place in my heart for Mustangs. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. And this beautiful guy's name is Audi. And uh, he is an eight-year-old gelding. And if you want to see his picture, you should go to the website at ddfl.org and check him out. Um, so many beautiful animals on there. I mean, every dog that's featured on your staff um, picks page, I would adopt in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we have some great pets available for adoption. So sometimes folks say to me, Peggy, why do you have six dogs? And the only response that I can ever give is because my husband won't let me have 10. <laughs> and uh, after looking at some of the dogs on your site, I, I could easily have 10. Um, tell us about some of the other services that the organization provides, because I can see that you do a lot in the veterinary care area and spay and neuter. And then I want to talk about this one a little bit, end of life services. Absolutely. So we, the Dumb Friends League, as I mentioned, you know, we really want to be a fabric of the part of the community that, that we're serving. So we recognize that there were needs in our community for affordable veterinary care. And we have opened a affordable veterinary hospital in Denver to help meet the needs of the community and their pets. I mean, the ultimate goal for us is to, you know, have animals find their homes and to keep them in their homes. So if we can provide the resource of veterinary care at a, an affordable cost for these families that may not have access to that service otherwise, then that's something we want to do to help keep that pet in their home and help keep them healthy and comfortable. 
So we see animals come to our veterinary hospital for a variety of reasons, you know, everything from wellness checks to vaccines to, you know, maybe they need a dental procedure. We do soft tissue and orthopedic procedures there as well. And the patrons, the clients that go to that location are able to set up payment plans and, you know, really provide the best treatment to their pets while being able to, you know, still have resources for their families at home. So it's been a really rewarding experience and we are actually getting ready to open our second affordable veterinary hospital in the Denver area because we're really only meeting what we think is around 5% of the need. So we will be opening another hospital in January of 2022. So we're really excited to help even more people with their, their companion animals. Um, we do also provide low-cost spay and neuter procedures. Um, we offer vaccination clinics, um, which at those clinics, we typically have behavior specialists there that can help you know, people answer behavior questions and help them work through some of those um, things they might be having with their pets at home. We provide humane education to help you know, create compassion in adults from some really animal-loving kiddos that we have here in Colorado. Um, so you know, we just continue to grow and continue to be able to help our community. And that's, you know, as a nonprofit organization, that's thanks to support from, from the people that we serve. So we're really, really fortunate. Did I see something on there, Joan, about um, spay services for cats for free? We, yes, we do have um, spay and neuter services for cats. We are, I believe we are charging for those now, $25. They were free initially. Um, with COVID, we did make some changes to some of our policies and procedures around those. So I believe that there, those, um, there is a fee associated with those now, but uh, we're willing to work with our community and, and see how we can best help them. Help and still them. very, very affordable. So Absolutely. thank you yeah. for doing that. Um, I, I especially like the offer of um, your end of life services for folks that if they have a pet that's suffering, um, to contact you and, um, you offer an affordable option and resources for those that may not be able to pay. Yes. And, and this is, you know, one of the programs that we offer at the league that I think is, is so important. Everything we do is, is important, but this is an opportunity for us to really help individuals who are going through an extremely difficult time and a difficult decision. And, and humane euthanasia can often be expensive. So we want to be able to have an, an opportunity for individuals to seek out that service when it's time for their pet and make it as easy as possible for them. Um, so we do offer it to our community and it's just a really compassionate thing to do for your pet. And we want to help you, you know, when it is time, make that decision and, you know, help them, you know, cross the rainbow bridge as difficult as that this decision is. Um, so we do see people utilize this program and, you know, I think it's, it's great that we're able to help them, them during these challenging times. Absolutely. I, I agree. And, and thank you for that. Um, I love that you have so many resources available on your website as well, from behavior help to lost and found services to, um, I know you have a partnership with the Colorado Humane Society. Talk about that. We do. So the Colorado Humane Society is actually a program of the Dumb Friends League and they act as our cruelty um, investigators. So they are the animal welfare officers that are going out and 
um, working with local sheriffs across the state of Colorado to respond to situa situations of neglect and abuse. So the Dumb Friends League doesn't report on neglect and abuse in the Denver metro area. That's for our municipal Denver Animal Shelter, but we do work across the entire state of Colorado with local law enforcement that don't necessarily have large animal control agencies to work with and we're able to help support those cruelty cases and in some situations you know take those animals out of you know the abusive environment or the ne neglect environment and then provide care for them in our facilities whether they're horses or companion animals like cats and dogs they also focus really heavily on education so if it's a situation where the owner can be educated and help provide resources and a better life for their animal, we do try to focus on that and then do um, welfare checks on those pets to ensure that they're, they're being cared for after the initial, initial meeting. Excellent. That, that makes me really happy to hear because sometimes it is just an education problem, right? Absolutely. Yep. Well, and I know you mentioned that in the equine um, program that uh, many of those horses come in because of cruelty or neglect cases. And um, those horses are given a second chance for a new home through your adoption program. Yeah, the Harmony Equine Center is a really beautiful and unique facility. So through Colorado Humane Society, we work with local law enforcement and to respond to those situations of neglect and abuse. And sometimes those are equine or horse related cases. So we're able to take those horses out of that environment if it's necessary and provide them treatment and rehabilitative care at the Harmony Equine Center and then place them up for adoption. So these horses come in, you know, sometimes in, in really bad shape, you know, they, they are starving, they're sick, they're afraid of people and working with veterinarians and our incredible training staff at Harmony, you know, they gain weight, they become healthy, they learn to trust people again, and then they make great horses for families who are looking, you know, to add another equine or horse to their life. And adoption is a really great opportunity for that. And one that people don't often associate with horses. So we're excited to educate our community on that and help them find that equine match, if that's something that they're looking for. Um, we do also get horses at the Harmony Equine Center from other rescues and um, from owner surrenders as well. Okay. Um, well, I'm also a horse adopter, so I certainly am in favor of people seeking out adoption opportunities for horses. Um, my horse that I ride um, all the time, my, my daily rider, if you will, um, is an adopted horse that was a victim of starvation and who has made a full recovery and is a fabulous riding horse. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. That's so great. We love, you know, whether they're from the league or from other organizations, we love to hear those success stories of animals that they were, were really given a second chance. Definitely. And, uh, and I encourage everybody if, uh, well, my personal motto is until there are none, please adopt one. So I don't care if it's a hamster or a horse or a ferret or a dog or a cat. I, I think that there are lots of animals in our shelters across the United States that um, just need a good home and lots of love. Absolutely. So how can we support what you're doing? So there are a lot of great ways to get involved 
at the Dumb Friends League. Like I said, we are a private nonprofit organization. So we depend wholly on donations from our community to do the work that we do. So making a donation is always a great way to support the league. Um, it helps us continue all of our programs and services and provide those resources to the pets and people um, that we serve. Uh, we do understand, especially with COVID, times can be kind of tough right now. And if you're not able to make a donation, there are lots of other ways to get involved. We have some really fun events. We're getting ready to host our 28th Furry Scurry, which is a dog walk and fun run in the Denver community. It's happening May 1st. It will be virtual this year because of COVID, but we're hoping, hoping to gather again next year for the event. Um, and it's just a really fun way you know, to get involved, you know, you can furry scurry however you want to. You can go for a hike. You can go for a run. You can take your dog to the park, um, you know, hang out on the couch with your cat, walk on a treadmill, whatever you want to do. And it all helps pets and horses. And um, you can register at furryscurry.org for that event. Registration continues through the end of May. So there's still plenty of time to get involved with that. And you'll get a really great furry scurry t-shirt. You can fundraise for even more cool swag which you can learn about at furryscurry.org. Um, we also have supply wish lists on our website where you can make a donation in the form of a supply like blankets, towels, bedding, puppy pads, all sorts of things that help us care for the pets that we serve. Um, or things as simple as like Amazon Smile. Sign up for the Dumb Friends, is the Dumb Friends League for your charity of choice on Amazon. So every time you make a purchase, a portion of those proceeds come back to the shelter um, is another really easy and great way to help support animals. Um, and then if you're in Colorado, consider volunteering. We have a lot of great volunteer opportunities, um, everything from walking dogs, socializing cats, helping in our veterinary services area, helping with behavior, um, you know, and across all of our locations as well. And I'm sure there's always jobs for scooping the poop. <laughs> Absolutely. That's how I started. It was, and it was great. I, I'll tell you, I got so much satisfaction from cleaning kennels at the shelter, you know, helping provide that comfort to the pets. So yeah, absolutely. We can use that help. I think that's great. So I did notice too, and, and we'll kind of wrap up with this um, question, but tell us about your pet guardianship program that I found information on, on the, under your support, but it's under the give a tribute or estate giving section. Absolutely. So you can, another way to give back is by including the dumb friends league in your estate plans. And when you do this, you are able to sign your pet or pets up for our pet guardianship program. So you do have to be a part of our estate giving, um, program to be able to utilize the pet guardianship program. And what that is, is if something were to happen to you and you were not able to provide care for your pets anymore, whether, you know, you passed away or something happened that you couldn't, you know, take care of your animals, the Dumb Friends League would step in, bring your pets into our care, send them into a foster home, and then work on finding a new family for those animals. And you'll be able to set the parameters for that, talk to people on our, in our development team to really work with them on, you know, what type of home your pet would do best in and help us understand so we can set them up for success. And again, you know, they get to go right into foster care. So they're not in the shelter environment. Um, and it's just a really 
great way to ease your mind about what the future looks like for your pet should something happen to you. Absolutely. And uh, really, that is my driving passion is making sure that everyone has a plan for their pets because our pets can't plan for themselves. And uh, one of my favorite sayings is hope is not a plan. Yep. And uh, assuming that other people will take on the responsibility of your pets is not a plan either. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's, you know, it's just a way to know for sure that your, your animal will have this safe space to go with people who are really passionate and really care about the well-being of your pet. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Joan. Um, you were very informative and I love hearing about what's going on at the Dumb Friends League. And certainly folks can check out the website at ddfl.org and you can look for my blog on the podcast. And I hope that you'll join us every week as we talk to folks who are doing really amazing things in the animal world. And you can find us on Facebook at All My Children Wear Fur Coats and on Twitter at Kids in Fur Coats. And don't forget to create a plan for your pet. And we'll talk to you next time. Happy tails. Thank you for joining us on All My Children Wear Fur Coats with your host, Peggy Hoyt. We hope you learned something valuable for the benefit of your pet. We want to keep loved pets in loving homes by educating pet parents about the importance of ensuring every pet has a forever home. Get more information about creating a legacy for your pet at AnimalCareTrustUSA.org or LegacyForYourPet.com. Buy a copy of All My Children Wear Fur Coats, How to Leave a Legacy for Your Pet on Amazon. Join our email list or make a donation. Pet professionals and advisors are invited to join our trusted advisor network. Until next time, happy tales!